Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 9 of the Let's Shag Podcast. My name is Nathan Spencer, a.k.a. Daddy Fucking Nate, a.k.a. Dr. Shag. And here at Let's Shag, we talk all things sex, relationships, taboos, toys, kinks, bodies, and consent. Life is short, sometimes too short. And you owe it to yourself to be having good sex. And we here at Let's Shag are here to help. What is up, fucking degenerates? All right. So for today's episode, we have a very, very special guest. He is a huge personality activist in the LGBTQ plus community. He runs a podcast called The Take On, where he interviews fan favorites from popular Bravo shows. He has a growing Instagram audience of over 23,000. He also has over 100,000 subscribers on TikTok. Degenerates, please welcome Amir Yas. Amir, what is up? Hi, Nathan. What's going on? Hello, Degenerates. I am excited to be here. I am excited to have you here, too. So Amir actually reached out to me via Instagram back in the heydays of the podcast when we were really taking off. Uh, If you guys, I always like to go back to my top 25 on Apple spot. We're going back. We're getting back there. I checked the charts the other day. I think we're back in the 60s, so we'll see. He reached out to me back then because he wants to give you ladies a little insight on how to please your man. And that is what the episode is going to be on today. We're going to talk all things how to please your dude from Daddy Nate and Amir's perspective. So, Amir, I want you to first tell the degenerates just a little bit about yourself, aside from being a complete vibe on all the social media platforms. Thank you, Nate. Um, Listen, I think for me, it's all been about coming out, stepping into who I was. And I think for a lot of people, when they don't know themselves, they don't know how to have good sex. You have to really know yourself. You have to know what you like. You have to be feel safe. I think there's a lot of levels to it. Um, And being in a very conservative, you know, Muslim household, sex was very taboo, was very shameful. Even being on this podcast today, I'm like, I'm in the farthest part of the house. Like, I don't want my parents to hear anything. Like, even though I'm 35 years old, like, I'm obviously not a virgin. But there is a level with, like, Persian, Middle Eastern culture. And anyone who listening who is Middle Eastern would know there's a lot of shame around sex. So once I was able to get past the shame and I was able to kind of see sex as pleasure and not for procreation, well, Mm. the way I'm doing it, you can't even procreate. But anyway, that's a different (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, I think it's finding the pleasure in sex. And I think it's I think it's really beautiful that especially during the pandemic, a lot of straight couples started, you know, experimenting with butt plugs and, you know, pegging. And, you know, I have a friend who works at the Pleasure Chest in L.A. and he he said a lot of their sales of dildos were actually straight men. So I think it's really great that people are you can put everything in the kitchen sink up there and you're still not gay. Yeah, you're, so you're exploring your body. It doesn't you're exploring change your, your sexuality. So, exactly. And I want people yeah. to really hear that because I always say this for the cheap seats in the back, you can stick everything up there from whatever you want and you're still not gay. Gay is an identity, it's what you're born with. So I, I hate when people are like, oh, I don't want to be gay. If my girlfriend puts her finger out there, your prostate is up there for a reason. Straight, gay, mm-hmm. bi, trans. Your prostate yeah. as a biological man is up there for a reason. And I don't believe that God makes mistakes, honey. So I think that he knew what he was doing by sticking it up there. (laughs) I mean, if you want to view us from the lens of an artistic creation, um, he knew what he was doing. Absolutely. I agree with you on that 100%. Absolutely. I I did an episode on the podcast. I don't know if you listened to it talking about breaking this stigma around straight men and butt play and like Mm -hmm. why I think, you know, a lot of straight men, it's due to culture. It's due to, you know, the stigma growing up. And I... Me, I can identify with your, not exactly your situation, but my situation growing up in a Christian household of the shame regarding sex and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, And so it was very much just 
vanilla, right? Like even <laughs> if, and it was still, it was still like frowned upon if you were having vanilla sex prior to marriage or anything like that, right? So I, I completely understand where you're coming from, and I'm so glad I can connect with you on that level. And the one thing I said in that episode that I think resonated with a good amount of the audience is, if you're going to ascribe anything from what gay men do to seek pleasure, right? They also like you guys also suck dick, like. And how are you going to sit there and say that, like, getting my dick sucked is gay, right? I mean, it's it's fucking stupid. Exploring your body, pleasuring yourself, pleasuring your partner, that doesn't change your sexuality. It doesn't change what you identify as what you find attractive. And I think that's just a stigma we have to break in the straight community or whatever the fuck you want to call it. the gay community, Nate, like, I, you know, I'd expressed a couple years ago that I wanted to possibly be a third in a, in a straight couple. And a lot of my gay friends even were like... You're so gay. What do you mean? No, no, no. You had boyfriends like this. And they really shamed me out of that fantasy. I mean, I never did it, but the fantasy of it was also kind of amazing. So why, I don't know why limit people. And I think that religion and culture, like in the mosque, they would say, if you masturbate, you have pregnant hands. If you don't masturbate, you're not going to know what you like. Like, I'm sorry. If you can't get yourself off, how are you going to get someone else off? I I think people are just, they get so stressed out about what it means to have sex and and, and they're worried about what people are going to judge or think. But at the end of the day, a lot of straight men enjoy lesbian porn. They enjoy girls kissing in front of them, but then they're anti-gay. What do you think those things are? Like, we have to really, we really have to break down a lot of these stereotypes or a lot of gay men, I notice, even in, in the gay community, me being a feminine top, which means I'm the one, you know, I'm the one that's kind of topping and inserting. People see that right. the bottom is less than, is the fem, you should be the bottom because you're feminine, you're less than. There's still masculinity, feminine. Even in the gay community, there's people that are like, oh, I will never get, you know, I will never be topped. I will never insert because I'm still, like, I'm still quote unquote, like straight the, almost. The masculine energy or whatever you exactly. want to call it. Yeah, no, so exactly. that's actually very interesting. So I learned about the topping and bottoming concept first and foremost from my best friend who is a member of the lgbtq plus community and he's gay and he's a bottom and i only strictly knew it from that perspective for a very long time and it wasn't until recently that i got into the relationship i'm in now with rachel mommy rachel everyone to generally love her where i started exploring the top and bottom as a power dynamic And it's actually really funny. A lot of what I read in these books about topping and bottoming, the bottom actually holds most of the power, which is crazy. So so people want to be like, oh, I'm a top because it's like actually the bottom is the one giving you all the consent to even be able to do what you want to do in the first place. And that's where all the power lies. Exactly. So people have this great, there's a lot of social cultural stigma that flows around these topics, but I'm just really glad that I have you on here to be able to talk of about it. And, course. Break down. and remember Nate with gay men, we start a lot of trends that straight people then jump onto, like even the bottom and the tops or a lot of yeah. couples will play and they'll say, Oh, that's so disgusting. And then they'll explore anal with their girlfriend and then not think that's disgusting. Where in right. all realities, a woman feels no pleasure with anal sex. So you're actually like that's at least a man, I'm I have a prostate. So that's there is not as much pleasure in an anal moment for a woman. So it's like right. remembering that you're judging something that you've never explored. That's all I ask. I don't you don't need to go to Pride. You don't need to say hi to me. You can be homophobic if you need to be, but remember there is pleasure to be had in your prostate. Yeah, I agree 100% with you. <laughs> okay, so let's start off and we're going to dive in first with blowjob tips, tricks, techniques. 
I was at a housewarming party with my good buddy, Chris. It's actually really funny that you mentioned this, your, your fantasy about wanting to hook up with a straight couple, because Chris identifies strictly as gay, has a boyfriend that he's lived with for years now. His name's Joey. They're a lovely couple. I absolutely adore them. He has fucked a lot of women. And not like prior to coming out of the closet. He just enjoys sex and all of it, but he still identifies just as gay. So I don't think... I, I don't know, man. Like, when they say it's a spectrum, I fully believe that. You can identify as either gay or straight and still experiment with other people's bodies and not change your sexual identity. I agree. Yeah. And, you know, anyway. Gen Z, like I see it on TikTok, they've really kind of stopped the labels. The Gen Zers are like, if I want to sleep with a woman today, I will. If I want to sleep with a man tomorrow, I will. And I think that right. sometimes, I don't know how old you are, but I'm 35. With our generations, our kind of elder millennial generation, it was mm. very like, no. You're gay, and that's it. You're right. straight, and that's it. Like, there's well, no it was a label that they created, and it had a strict set of like things that you had to ascribe exactly. to in order to claim that identity, right? Exactly. Um, and I, I agree with you. I like what the Gen Z, what Gen Z is doing to kind of demolish that. Like, it's like there doesn't need to be a label. Enjoy your body, enjoy your partner's body, as long as there's consent, pleasure, all of the things that we talk about here on the podcast. Who the fuck cares? The only one judging you is your own cult cultural like judgment that you're putting in your own head. Amen. Amen. And, so. and the judgment for me, like I've never sat around and thought, oh, like my straight couple like friends are doing this or I've just never sat around and cared that much. So I don't I, I think it's interesting when people care so much what I'm doing and what right. hole is getting filled by who. I don't know why anyone right. cares. I don't know why anyone cares either. It's odd. I couldn't tell you. Whatever. I, couldn't tell you. I think it's I think it's something projected from inside of themselves that they're uncomfortable. Or maybe exactly. maybe there's something they haven't explored the secret they, they want to, and they're like, no. You know what I mean? It's just exactly. it's just exactly. the natural response exactly. for people that have been so cultivated to think that way. Absolutely. Um, so, anyways, I, I kind of we gotta go off a little topic there, but we'll go back to it. I was at this housewarming party with my buddy Chris. And he looked at me and he was like, have you ever had a woman pin you up against the wall and suck your dick from behind? And I was like, I don't think you, just the anatomy of a man. I was like, why would I do that? I don't, my dick goes forward, not backwards. So I don't know. Anyways, I ended up trying it. And I was like, you know, I had a girl pin me up against the wall. I was like, put me against the wall and suck my dick from behind. And she, you know, curious face was like, uh, what? And I was like, I just want to know what he's talking about. Can you just try it for me, please? Yeah. Um, so put me up against the wall. She sucked my dick from behind. Is it my favorite thing in the world? No. Was it fucking hot? Yes. Did it feel good? Yes. And that's all you're fucking expanding your expanding your horizons and the sexual, you know, your sexual endeavors and things like that. It was fun. I really did enjoy it. There was a moment of vulnerability on my part because again, I'm facing a wall. I'm like, there's someone behind me. I'm like, oh, ooh. What's going on here, right? That's my that's my thirty percent subby side that I like to talk about there, right? Because I'm I identify more as a dominant character, but every now and then I like to play. Um, but that was a very fun thing for me to try. More recently, me and my partner have got into a lot of anal play on me and her, and especially on me. You know, when we're warming up to insert toys in my ass or whatever we're doing, she'll you know she'll eat my ass, suck my balls, suck my dick from behind, stroke it while she's licking my ass, stuff like that. All. All great combination of things going on there. Just mm -hmm. things that I enjoy that I think we need to bring light to. There's there's a whole lot more than just putting your putting a dick in your mouth that can be fun. So Amir, do you have any tips, tricks, or things that you want to share in the blowjob category? Yes. Before I give you some tips, I just wanted to say, can we normalize a straight man getting his ass eaten? Like I don't. Can know we why normalize everything about yeah. straight and gay culture? <laughs> like can we just abolish it all, please? Can we, can we just normalize these things? Like I remember I was at a brunch and my girlfriend said that she eats her boyfriend's ass and everybody kind of turned on her and I was <gasps> like, as the guy who does that. At 
I was like, who cares? Like, Dude, no, it's fucking amazing. I don't know why. I, I actually, sometimes I find getting my ass eaten more enjoyable because sometimes toys can be overstimulating mm-hmm. uh, for me, mm-hmm. right? In recent endeavors, we've used a vibrating butt plug, which I did find a lot of pleasure in. But what I've also noticed is as I'm trying to get more close to finishing or whatever, the stimulation from that toy makes it hard to focus on getting off. That makes sense. Um, that does. And so, yeah. And so I've actually found that, that sometimes it's the subtle things, like just having her lick my ass because I can actually focus on my erection. I can focus exactly. on being present with my penis, however you want to put that. And it, it is sometimes, sometimes the subtle things are more enjoyable. So I don't know why Absolutely. there's stigma around that either. I don't we need to just let that go. And, and you know, when it comes to blowjobs, I'm going to be surprising to you. I don't actually enjoy it and I don't enjoy giving it. So I, okay. I know what I can do to get someone off, but I just, I don't enjoy, I don't, I, I don't have my heart's not in it. So the tips, I mean, obviously I know what to do. So I, I would say you need to vacillate b- b- between using your tongue on the shaft and, you know, like you, you have to jack it off a little bit, suck yeah. the balls, go to the ass. People are so afraid to like, even if you don't choke on it, make some sound effects. Like people like I, that. Thank you. People yes. like that. Sound even if effects you, make, even if you're just doing a basic ass blowjob where you're just in and out with one hand on it, whatever, whatever, yeah. whatever you can fit. If you can't fit a hand on it, whatever right in and out any sound effects make it literally sound 10 times better it doesn't matter what sound effect you are making i think i actually i stitched a video on tiktok the other day um this girl was talking about sucking a man's dick and she pulled it out and barked at it and i was like if you pull my penis out of your mouth and bark at it i'm i'm gonna go like that's another level like you're adding some aggression there and that's what i mean like in, literally any noise to let me know that you're into this like even if you're not fake it till you make it you know, like you said you don't you don't necessarily enjoy giving head and no. there's a lot of people out there that don't right and that goes for whatever your sexuality is whoever your partner is a lot of, there's a lot of guys that don't enjoy eating pussy something i don't understand i love it but there i know there's people out there like that but if you can just fake it until you make it, I think it makes a whole much a whole much bigger difference. So the noise, the noise is one of those things that can absolutely. I think the noise is good. Everyone. I think the it's noise great. is good. I think that you know, like, and like when you said, like, some guys don't like to eat pussy. There's a whole DJ Khaled thing where he's like, I don't eat. I like to actually watch that kind of porn. I really enjoy <laughs> watching a guy enjoy his partner, and I think that yeah. blowjobs part of the reason men are constantly looking for it is because a lot of women don't like doing it and like don't pretend sometimes you have to compromise i'm not saying if you're not into doing something you have to do it but sometimes you have to compromise i like to get my ass eaten and i know that if i suck someone off that they're most likely going to be more enthusiastic to give me a nice rim job so you play a little you you kind of like it's a give and take yeah i call it boyfriend duty Like when go. I've been in relationships, I had an ex that wouldn't come for 45 minutes. And I'm like, I'm getting locked jaw. Like, I don't, I'm like, you need to, like, it needs to be faster. <laughs> I don't have, nobody has time. I'm like, if it's longer than a Netflix show, I don't want to do it. Uh, I'm not doing it. That, that hurts because sometimes that's me. And I'm like, okay, I got to really focus. And my girl's like, look, I'm going sword. It's actually really great because it's opened up our world to just like, um, and this is something we were going to talk on earlier. We can talk about talk on it now. Yeah. Um, implementing toys and self-play in front of your partner. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's been very many times, especially in my past with past partners, where it is taking a long time. And there are people that enjoy that, and there are people that don't. And with those partners where they didn't, it's just kind of it just ruins the experience, right? And with those partners that didn't enjoy it, it was like, cool, okay, awesome. This is a good, you know, this is good for us. Well, with my partner now, it's hit or miss. Like sometimes she gets sore or, you know, we, both of us mutually get tired from the actual physical act of sex. 
Um, and we've really started to enjoy. We have some toys that we bought. Um, Adam and Eve, shout out to you guys. We'll talk about you in a little bit. And we'll just sit there and play with our own toys in front of each other. And I think well, mutual masturbation is an absolute must in any sexual relationship. Like it, it'll help you grow together strongly. But I think a lot of women are, are uncomfortable around talking about like flicking the bean or jacking off. I have a lot of friends yeah. who are like, I don't do that. Or, you know, it's like people get really weird about it. And I think that this will help to kind of get past that stigma. And a lot of gay men, especially on Grindr, you'll see it a lot. We call it J.O. Buds. I've like, I've been very much like I've had fuck buddies. Jack off where, buddies. Yeah, jack off buddies where I've okay. never like, we've never penetrated, but I literally go there and it's like jack off for an hour, edge a little bit. And I think a lot of straight people don't edge. You don't have to come after every sexual no. experience. Mm-mm. You can actually like start building a load. And I sometimes will build a load that's like a week or some, one time it was like a month long. And r- believe me, that last like come, it was amazing. Oh yeah, I'm You sure. know, so I think it's, it's important to, like you said, play that side of yourself that's maybe sub or play that side of you that wants to edge or try different things or mm-hmm. try pegging. Like all of these things add a little variety to just like reverse cowgirl, doggy style, missionary, and then she comes, I come. It's like, right. it's a little yeah. boring. And for me personally, Correct. if I come, I don't know about you, but I'm done. I don't care about the person's pleasure. I'm oh. sorry. That's how I am. <laughs> so I always have to like kind of make sure I don't. And because if I do, like the world no longer exists. <laughs> no, I'm the same way after I, and that's why I always preach like get her off first because I'm very much the type after I blow my load, I need a 15 minute power nap at minimum Same. to just like recuperate, gather my thoughts. It's actually one of the best naps in the world. Like the post nut nap is yeah. amazing. I feel yeah. like I'm floating on the moon. I'm like, oh, it's clarity, post nut clarity, oh, right? It's so fucking great. But no, I completely agree with you. And it's actually funny. You, you, you mentioned something about this stigma around you need to finish every time you have sex. Now, I know, especially to our female audiences out there, they very much feel this because there are a lot of ladies that listen that do not get off every time they have sex. No, that's um, different, Nate. That's different. That's the, the man not being able to get the woman off is very different than being able to get her off and and like kind of um, elongating pleasure, right? Like Kama Sutra is all about... Right. Or like tantric sex is all about you don't come right away. Like there's a difference right, between right, right, I right. can't get her off then I choose to like prolong the pleasure that's yeah no i and i i 100 percent agree with you on that what i'm speaking to is more this idea of just enjoying the pleasure that's being had and not having the pressure of finishing on either partner and that's that's something that i've talked about in in a couple podcasts with uh, mama b she's a sex talker up in canada and it's just this idea of enjoying the pleasure that's in the bedroom not putting such a burden on either one of you because you're a team right it's it's not it's not a solo sport you don't want to put the pressure on one person to finish the other person or vice versa right um and sometimes like sexual, thing you know right like sometimes energy. sexual energies just don't match and that's okay but as long as you're enjoying the experience the lot the ride along the way there shouldn't be this stigma around finishing or that you need to finish in order for it to be a complete session right right Um, i think it's people that haven't really explored their sexuality and i'm not talking mm -hmm. about gay or straight i'm talking about your sexuality as in what you enjoy in the bedroom i think a lot of people don't explore it so i think for me i when i first started having sex a lot of people told me well you're kind of racing to the orgasm like and i also remember i wasn't in it i was like Okay, I need to just like make sure I don't come. I don't want to like I, I want to come at the right time. I oh, make- you got in your own head. Yeah, yeah and I stopped doing that. that. And with yeah. my ex, he was like, "Why are you trying to rush?" And I remember like once I was really in it, it wasn't just about like, "Okay, when let's just get him off and then I'm done." It's like I was more in it. And one of the reasons I haven't had sex for the last two years is because I have too much going on that I won't be present. So right. I'm happy getting myself off, and I'm happy oh, with that. Yeah. 
cultivating that headspace in order to be able to actually enjoy sex is very much something that everyone has to do. Um, And we talk about that a lot here. A lot of the people that I've been coaching lately, that is the problem is cultivating that headspace, not only to be able to relax, be themselves, ask for what they want in the bedroom, but be comfortable enough in the moment that you're in to actually enjoy it. And that's that's a hard thing to do, especially when you have other factors in your life. Any any little hinge in your relationship, in your work life, in a friendship, it could literally be anything. Your, your cat's sick, whatever it is, right? That can cause you to have these emotional blocks when you're having sex. And if you're not going to be enjoying it, what's the point of trying or doing it or you know wasting the experience when you can't get in that right headspace? But I agree with you 100% on that. Okay, so... Well, jobs, we had some good advice there. Let's move to hand jobs now. And I know this is a topic that you very much wanted to talk on. It's one that I actually very much enjoy. I will I will add the the one caveat. I only enjoy a hand job if it is not a dry rub hand job. I don't think I've ever had a hand job I've enjoyed without lube or spit. So <laughs> I will say if you are one of these people, and I'm not judging you here, maybe there are some people that like it, but if you're trying to jerk my dick specifically without any spit or lube, I'm going to look at you and be like, please stop. It hurts. <laughs> it does hurt. The only time I, I can do a dry jerk off is if I'm doing it myself. Because you kind of know yes. your body. Yep. But I, and also, if you're doing a hand job, don't sit next to me looking forward. We're not in high school. We're not in a car. No. Like You have to be looking at it. You have to make be it intimate. Yeah. Look, look at my penis. Look at me. I don't don't just sit there and like stare off into space and wank a dank away thinking about your grocery list later. Exactly. <laughs> I want I, I want it to be pleasurable and I want you yes. to sit like in front of me or like I don't like when people sit next to you and do it. You have to be really into it. Like sit across from me, make the balls bounce, like grab the balls, yeah. pull them down, like be Play into with it. Them. Yeah, play with that. Absolutely. Exactly. People I think, are scared. They're like, you're going to get hurt. I'm like, uh, I mean, I think that's more women because I think men know that, yes, you're, if you get kicked in the balls, but balls can handle a lot. But I think oh, women can. need to know that, like, our balls are not sensitive. You can pull them. You can grab yes. them. You can put them in your mouth. Like, they'll be fine. I, so there are some men out there. I've had some people write in. On, I talked about ball play, and it's strictly on an episode, and they're like, my husband's very sensitive. I would say there, there might be some men out there with a little bit of sensitivity issues, but my thing has always been, Go as ham as you can go on them, and I will let you know. The guy I will, will ask, let you know. They'll I will ask for less. I don't want to sit there and consistently ask for more, right? Yes. So, yes. exactly. And Agreed. I, and I always Agreed. talk about this cinching technique, and it's actually one of my favorites from whether I'm from behind you or in front of you or whatever, where you take either your first couple fingers or, you know, just one or whatever, and you grab above the balls at, at the base of the dick, and you kind of just pull the balls down, and you cinch like a little... Like a little cinch knot, right? You yeah. pull down on someone's balls. Absolutely one of my favorite ball techniques that my partner uses on me. I really like that you brought in uh, this aspect of shifting the positions in hand jobs. One of my favorites, and, and you said you didn't like it when your partner sitting beside my my girlfriend. I like to just be laying down, relaxed, like on my back, staring at the sky, staring at her, whatever. And she'll kind of just cuddle up on me like we're snuggling, right? Oh, I like, like kind that. Of, forward facing me right looking at me looking at my dick and just jerk me out from that position which I is like that. something that's very enjoyable because i'm very relaxed right i can just sit there and like breathe i can look at her i can look at my dick i can look and you at can the also sky. kiss you can do yeah a little kiss there's the a there's a whole lot exactly there's a whole lot of like intertwined play going on there i can play with her vagina whatever right yeah. um and but i like that you said the 
sitting in front of me or standing in front of me or however, you know, make it, make it personal, switch it up. And there's yeah. different ways of doing that. I, uh, one of my hottest experiences, I was actually, I think I was sitting up on the bed and she came up behind me, right? Wrapped around me kind of like a little backpack, put, put her legs over my legs, put her arm, you know, one arm over my shoulder I love and then beat me off from behind. That's cool. That's hot. That's there's really a cool. lot you can do with a it's hand job. The too. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. There's a lot you can do with a hand job that's more than just beating a dick. And it comes from making it more intimate with your body language, making it more intimate with the positions that you're in, making it more intimate with your eye contact. Your, and you easier know, to everything. go public as well. Like if you want, yeah. I did, I've done it in a movie theater. I've done it in a car. I've done it in the back of a bus. You can do it anywhere. The movie theater. How did that go over? Did it, where, well, there was, was it this pop, this popcorn scenario that we see going yeah, around on this. Yeah, I, I wasn't a popcorn. <laughs> it was just like a jacket. I just unbuttoned, and then it was like oh, it was so easy. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I think I have it a lot easier in that aspect because there's there's none of this with the girl. I can yeah, just kind of slip my hands under, yep. and no one worries about it. I, I also put a jacket down when I'm being a gentleman. When I'm not, whatever. <laughs> Um, so I do have it a little bit easier in that aspect, but yeah, make it, I mean, there's all kinds of settings you can change up. Totally. I mean, I tell the degenerates this all the time. The world is literally your sexual oyster. Mm -hmm. Like go fucking make it. If you have a fucking crazy idea, put it out there, ask for it. Like, Hey, I really want to fuck. And the five seconds it takes us to go to from floor one to floor 26 in the elevator Let's fucking do it. Mm -hmm. Why not? I'll take that five seconds. Then I'll get you back to the apartment and we can finish from there. Like it's just, it's opening up yourself to these experiences yes. that makes things a lot hotter. So let's move on. Something yes. else you wanted to talk about. Women squirting. This is actually a near and dear part of my heart. Now, I know this isn't necessarily information how to please your men, but I feel like I can never talk too much about women squirting because I fucking love it so much. So what is it that you find to be so interesting about women squirting? Let's, I want to, I want to help, or I want to like pick your brain. Let's, let's see where you're at on this. Well, I, I got this email and I keep getting it in my spam. It's like squirting school and how you can like get a woman. To, it's like the, one of those spam emails. And then yeah. I see, I've seen it in like porn and been like very interested that, and then I looked it up and it's like, it's basically like a female ejaculation, but yes. why is it so like, like kind of like the G spot? Why is it this enigma? Does enigma, is it, does it not happen often? Like, what, why? No, yeah. So it's actually, uh, okay, so it is inherent to some people more than others. Um, so females can come internally or externally, right? Most, I would say, in my experience, most of the women I've been with do finish externally. That's usually how they come. Now, when it comes to the G spot and stimulating it, just because you have a G spot orgasm does not mean that you're squirting every time. Squirting is actually, you know, when your body is hormonally riled up enough to produce that ejaculation, which you, which the female then pushes, she has to relax enough to be able to push it through her, it shares the urethra, right? Um, and that's why if you don't pee prior, some people confuse it and they think it's pissed because there could be some pee left in there if you didn't go to the bathroom prior, right? Got it. Um, and so it's just as a female, knowing your body enough and knowing how to contract your pelvic floor in the right ways in order to push this fluid out and actually being able to relax to do it. And so and there's there's women out there that can do it like on command. There's women out there that have only done it once in their life. There's women out there that have tried for I had someone write in one time and she was like, I've been trying for 45 years and I've never figured it out. Um, and so, I mean, those classes actually sound like it could be something that people could use. I'll forward yeah, those emails to the degenerates. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> yeah, forward them to me, and I'll, I'll actually I'll post them on the website so we can have. Uh, I'll, I'll refer this class on the website if it's actually something good, and uh, maybe I can help some people out with that there because you go. there's a lot of people that like it. I find it very hot. 
Um, it is a huge turn on to me. I'll catch that shit in my mouth, spit it back in my partner's mouth, slap her on the face and be like, all right, what are we doing next? You know, I don't know why oh. I find that so hot, but I do. That's like common like, play in the gay community. It's like, yeah, it sounds like that. That's what it sounds like, like. Yeah, absolutely. Like snowballing and things like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what snowballing is. Oh, <laughs> I actually picked that up from a movie. Um, it's where like you come in your partner's mouth and then you just kind of spit it back and forth together. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyways, I forget what movie that is, man, but it was, it was a really funny movie. Okay, guys. So we're going to go to break real quick. We're going to come back after the break and we will talk about butt stuff. We will wrap up. I love you guys. Stay tuned for the rest. What is up, guys? Daddy Nate here. I am still with Amir. Amir, do you have a favorite toy that you like to use in the bedroom? I just have a vibrating dildo. I like to keep it simple. <laughs> vibrating dildo. Hey, there is no shame in that game whatsoever. I like to keep it simple, too, especially when I'm traveling. So let me tell you guys about my new favorite toy from Adam and Eve. It is called the We Vibe Chorus. It is a partner toy. It comes with one stimulation tool for her and for him, depending on how you want to use it. And it comes with a remote control that is pressure sensitive. So the way we use it, my girlfriend will wrap this little guy. It's shaped like a U. So it's meant to go inserted into either a vagina or an anus, right? And stay there. And so you can fuck your partner while this vibrating toy is actually inside of them. Really fun. My partner will also take this and strap it to my balls. She will put it on her throat while I am in her mouth. It is all kinds of greatness. It is called the We Vibe Chorus. And if you go over to adamandeve.com, you can use code SHAG, that is S-H-A-G. You will get 50% off the We Vibe Chorus as well as 10 free gifts from Adam and Eve. That is right. You will get one free toy for him, one free toy for her, one toy you will enjoy together, and then you will get you will get six movies of their choice for you, and you will also get free shipping as the tenth item. Again, that is AdamandEve.com. Use code SHAG at checkout, S-H-A-G, and you are going to get this whole kit and caboodle, 50% off, 10 toys, and all this amazingness. Okay, Amir, I have a question for you. Hit me with it. And I have to know how you trim your body hair. See, me, I have a very strict routine. I shave my shaft and my balls with a razor, and then I trim from my pubic bone below my belly button all the way down to the shaft, except I fade it from like a three guard all the way down to a one. So it's just nice and filed, grows a little bit as you go down to the shaft, and the shaft is bald, so it makes my dick look really... Really aesthetically pleasing and really nice. What is your trimming method? Listen, being a Middle Eastern man, if I had to razor my dick and to do the, I would never, I have too many things to do. So <laughs> I'm just trimming all of it and we're just hoping for the best. So if you're going to date me, you got to be okay with the hairiness. So you're a, you're a baby smooth kind of guy then? Or at least a trim smooth kind of guy? Trim. It's never going to be baby smooth. If you're Middle Eastern, <laughs> it's never going to be baby smooth. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, funny enough, guys... Me and Amir both use the Lawnmower 4.0 
brought to you by manscape.com manscape is a company that produces these no snag trimmers they're absolutely wonderful they also have a variety of other products from ball wipes to their new cologne to ball deodorant they have everything you need to upkeep your package so if you want to go check out the new lawnmower 4.0 and all their other products you can head over to manscape.com use code shag that is s-h-a-g and you will get 20 percent off your order plus free shipping again that is code shag s-h-a-g at manscape.com for 20 percent off your order plus free shipping confession for not just you Amir but for all the degenerates listening so in the last two podcasts I was so excited to partner with this company Um, they are a lubricant company and they have some of the best lube products I think I've ever used in my life Um, their name is (laughs) pure but it's spelled p-j-u-r so I've been pronouncing it pejure now for about two and a half three weeks but Amir they have some of the best lubes I've ever used in my life. They also have desensitizing anal lubes and things Ooh. like that for partners that want to do butt play, but maybe your partner's a little larger and you need a little help in that category. They have all kinds of great lubricants, and it actually feels real. I think the worst part about lubricants nowadays is it just feels synthetic. Have you ever had like lube that just, it's like, what the fuck are we doing? It's like fucking a slip and slide. Ooh, it's like hand sanitizer. It's not a good Yeah, it's, it's really bad. It's either that or it doesn't do enough lubrication and it's like gets dry within like two or three minutes and that's like the worst case scenario. Or it starts to create like a film. I don't know if you've ever experienced that. The that's truffle butter? Weird. Yeah, the <laughs> truffle butter. But it's not like a good film. It starts to like dry and coagulate. We hate all of that stuff. Anyways, if you guys want to head over to pure.com, they do partner with the podcast. I do not have a discount code for them, but their stuff is really cheap. And guess what? It's also sold at adamandeve.com, so why don't you just throw it in your cart while you're there? Again, that is pure, P-J-U-R.com. Go check them out. Daddy Nate loves you. And we're getting back to our regularly scheduled program. guys we are back thank you for hanging in there through all the ads but we have to have them because i like to get paid to actually do this for a living so it lets me you know focus on you guys anyways we're back and before the break we talk about ball play hand jobs blow jobs all the things sex on how to please your man and now amir we are going to be talking about butt play and this is actually something i'm so 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 glad you're here to talk about not just around the stigma of breaking how men can enjoy this and not you know interfere with their sexuality or whatever they identify with but tricks tips and techniques me personally i've only ever experimented on my female partner right so i couldn't give you the best idea of how to play with a man's ass but amir definitely can so, Amir, without further ado, let's talk about some butt stuff on guys. Yes. I love the new trend on TikTok where everyone's kind of being very open about how they, like, straight guys are saying it and they, they want that. And, you know, I had a video go viral where I basically just said, stick a finger up there. That's what he, like, and it doesn't have to be your middle finger. It can be your pinky. You can play. You can also, like, what people don't realize is that, that the ass is its own kind of ecosystem, right? It has all of those mm. feelings along where the hole is something, right? Like, that's where people insert. But around it feels good, too. So oh, if yeah, your partner is uncomfortable, and a lot of women are uncomfortable because they're like men don't wipe and that's true so if you're one of the if you're part if you're worried that your partner is it's going to be pooey or smell like take why don't you guys take a sh- 
Take a shower. Exactly. Yeah, take a shower together. Yeah, yeah but, but you know, men get like uncomfortable because they're like, oh, what do you say? People get weird. You have to be very delicate. Absolutely. And also men's egos are very, very delicate. You so, have to put it aside. Well, but men can't sometimes. So as yeah, we're giving advice to women. We're not giving advice to men. So <laughs> you're right, when, you're right, you're right. Yeah, yeah. So when, when it comes to women, like, I think that it's really important that you, because I think a lot of times women are like, taught to be straight shooters but when it comes to sex like you need to kind of be a little delicate and because I understand the male psyche because I'm not only a man but I'm also with men that you need to navigate this a little bit like you can't just I'm gonna stick my finger in today you have to be a little like delicate around it so I would say take a shower together and kind of be like is there anything you want is there anything you're into like have you ever wanted to explore butt play I a lot of women are like oh he didn't like it and I'm like well what did you do and they're like I just stuck it up there that's yeah. a violation. Like, that's yeah. Well, that's consent. Like you didn't you didn't ask. You just kind of went for it, right? I mean, and that goes both ways. If a man just sticks something in a woman's ass, it's like, oh my god, what the fuck? That wasn't okay. Same thing. It goes both ways. But but society doesn't see it that way. Society sees as women give consent, men want everything. And I think right. that that's one of the things that I really talk about a lot is that men also need to give consent, and you need to kind of navigate things in that way. So I think with butt play again. It's important to be open that you want to explore that. But remember, like, the woman doesn't drive any pleasure by pleasuring you. So if your man's very resistant, then just be slow to that. You don't need to, like, be like, oh, let's go peg. Like, just right. step by step. So yeah. when it comes to, I would say, play around with the ass, grab the ass, like, bite it, like, slap his ass. Like, play around with the whole area yes. and then build up. Don't go right for the hole and be like, oh, like, it's just a little aggressive. So I think that even for you, I don't, again, I don't know you, but, like, let's say six years ago, someone was like, oh, can we do butt play? You might have been a little resistant to it. Like, yeah, build up to that, you know? Yes, build up to being comfortable with it. Correct. Uh, you're 100% right. Yeah. I think prior to my late 20s, actually, I, I had thought about the idea. Um, and another part of it, another component, I think, is being comfortable with your partner enough to feel like you can ask for that mm -hmm. or even feel like they're going to be accepting of that. Not just the stigma around guys wanting butt play and how society sees that. Also, the stigma around guys asking their straight partner for butt play. I've had girls, if I've ever, I, you know, if I felt like I asked for it, I was going to be emasculated sure. um, or they were going to view me through a different lens for whatever reason, um, which is That's not the real case. Thing. It is. It's a very real thing. And I, I'm glad we're talking about it. My partner now is very, very much just open, accepting, exploring in the bedroom. I mean, I she dated prior to me, she dated several bi men and stuff like that. And she had, I mean, the first Two weeks we were dating, she asked me, she goes, are you bi? And I was like, no, I'm not. She goes, oh, that's cool. She's like, I don't really care the way. I was just curious. And I was like, no, I'm not. I was like, I just enjoy the butt stuff. And she was like, fuck yeah, I do too. I was like, hell yeah, fucking awesome. <laughs> I like she's what you unique, said. Though, but she's she very is, unique. She is a unicorn. She's no, a but fucking she's very unicorn. unique because when it comes to bisexuality, there's a lot of erasure and a lot of people struggling with, a lot of straight women don't want to be with bisexual men because there's this idea that you're going to leave me for a man. Mm. And I think that when it comes to a, your straight boyfriend or, or husband asking for butt play a lot of women go right to like oh does he want to be gay if he right. wanted to be gay he would have been gay exactly let me say that one more time for the cheap seats yes if let's he wanted it, to be gay he would have been gay so thank you we need to stop with the like if a guy's hugging no homo or uh, oh he wants to get and going to your girl don't go to your girlfriends and say oh my boyfriend wants a finger out there is he gay just you know like it's no. okay it's fine yeah. like take a he's still attracted to you he just wants to explore his body 
It's like, your finger. It's not my finger. It's not a guy's right. finger. It's exactly. Your, it's your wife's finger. Like, so just remember that. I think people get so weird about all this stuff. It's really not rocket science. It isn't. I actually really like what you said about prior to us getting, getting to this point in the conversation. I really enjoyed what you said about exploring the area prior to any kind of insertion. Yeah. There is a lot of nerve endings down in that area surrounding the gooch, surrounding the butthole on the butt cheeks and there's a lot you can do with it like you said bite lick suck i had a girl one time literally suck on my gooch like if it were my balls you know right below my balls not quite my butthole but suck on that area and because you know being a man that area swells more when you are sexually aroused and stuff man the pleasure from that is just it's something if you haven't felt it you have to fucking try it it can be very sensual or if you push your thumb on that Yep. When, right mm-hmm. before you come or pull the balls before you there's like ways that you can kind of like extend pleasure and i think again a lot of women i know because i'm friends with a lot more women than men that they are mm-hmm. uncomfortable to have these conversations with their husbands because the husband gets very toxic masculine oh i'm not gay i don't want that Ugh. like i have so the, it's so funny so many straight guys don't hit on me i'm like i don't want you like they're very nervous right. i think a lot of straight men you're one of few that i've met that are that are comfortable in your sexuality and exploring it a lot of men are very like ooh, like i can't you know so i i hope that my, we can move forward in that I, I hope so too and i hope I, my goal it, i want to help people like that's just that's my main goal right to make a difference to help people and i think oh. generally people have that as one of their main goals they really don't, can... Nate. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, as someone who deals a lot of people, they don't. You're, you're like selling yourself short. They don't. Um, if I could do one thing, it would be breaking breaking the stigma of like, why can't we be friends? Because my best friend's gay. And people always, and especially like my father and people that grew up in older generations and stuff, they're like, is he trying to be your boyfriend? I'm like, no, he's just my best friend. Like, what the fuck? Like, we can be friends and not have any of our sexual like preferences overlap or anything like that like one of my favorite things to actually do is to there's a have you ever been to houston texas i have you have awesome so you've been to like the gay district down here where there's Uh all the bars clubs foods and they have some of the best food some of the best bars um and that's actually where my best friend djs um so what what i will do is i'll take a girl on a date down to those restaurants because the food's so fucking good and then we'll just go out in the gay bars and fucking meal because i absolutely love the energy that people in those environments bring. They're so fucking nice. Everyone's so fucking right. caring and loving. And it's like, you go to other bars and toxic masculinity is rampant. You bump into someone on the way to the bathroom and it's like, hey, motherfucker, what the fuck? You go over there and you bump into someone, everyone's like, oh my God, are you okay? And you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Like, are you okay? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's no, fucking I mean, awesome. And that's okay, but that's, you know, that's you being accepting and that's you not being threatened by your sexuality. Right. My cousin is married with a beautiful woman, like, and he has all these gay friends and, and he's never threatened because I think when you're threatened, I get a lot of messages where, oh, you're trying to make me gay. Well, if you feel that my video of me wearing a dress turns you on, that's on you. So yeah. that's your problem. But I think a lot of men like you said that toxic masculine they struggle yeah. with like their own sexuality and also gay men no offense to straight men but we look better than you we dress better than you so <laughs> give me that, we man. smell better than you yeah. we don't want you you're wearing cargo shorts any man that's ever told me oh please don't hit on me is like a disgusting maybe four maybe that's me being generous so <laughs> Yeah. It's so funny because I know exactly what you're talking about because I've seen it happen so many times. Ridiculous. And it's just like, 
no motherfucker like they don't that's I not don't how it's you. gonna go yeah i don't want you and art listen to to be genuine and and to be <laughs> real with you are there some gay men who go after straight guys and are predatory absolutely but is every gay man like that no i think it's important to separate a stereotype me being Muslim. Are there Muslims that are terrorists? Absolutely. Am I one? No. So it's important to separate Absolutely. these topics. People get, I had a gay coworker who hit on me. Okay, that's great. I'm not that predatory gay. Right. Well, so, I think that goes back to the label thing that we talked about earlier in the podcast is like, we just, we have this idea of like ascribing a label and everything that falls under that label is just, it, it's written in stone, right? Exactly. For whatever reason, there's no variation from that label. Like, me being a straight white man, apparently I'm supposed to act a certain way, behave a certain way, like, in everything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then people get to know me and they're like, wow, what the fuck? And I'm like, dude, like, literally everyone is a fucking snowflake and I mean that in the nicest way of individuality. You are your own person and the sooner you can get to the core of who you are and accepting what you find as your inner self, your inner peace, there's so much freedom in it. Like I'm the reason I am not threatened when I go anywhere or anything is because I'm just secure with who I am. I know what I like. I know what I want. I know what I'm doing in life. Like I'm so rooted in me that nothing else affects me. And that just broke down the entire label structure to begin with from the beginning. Like it was just like, it didn't exist anymore. I was like, I'm me. I don't give a fuck what they do, but this is how I'm going to be. You know what I, I mean? Love that. I love that. Yeah. Did you just rebrand Snowflake and make it positive? I absolutely I did. I've been doing that. it for a while now. I loved that. Because there's no two snowflakes alike and they are beautiful oh, and we are all uh, beautiful. Sh- and Alexa. There's no two. <laughs> just trying to get involved. Did we just turn on Alexa by saying Snowflake? <laughs> I guess we did. Alexa's my um, <laughs> mistress up in these streets. She's so involved. She's cool. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, man. Amir, it has been an absolute joy having you on this podcast. I hope Thank we you. can do it again in the future. Um, is there any last words you would like to say to the degenerate crew just from your heart or any anything about any of these sexual experiences that you just want to leave them with before we get out of here? I think one last thing to say is that I don't think I said this is Before you want to explore that butt play with your partner, it's important to explore it on your own. Try like a Mm. butt plug, maybe a Mm -hmm. finger. When you're jacking off, just stick it up there with some lube. Like make sure your nails are cut so you don't like, because it's very sensitive. You don't want to scratch anything in your butt. So yeah, that's like really my advice is like explore it on your own before you're kind of vulnerable with your partner. That way you can kind of see like if it's something you do want to explore. Cause even if you don't want to explore it, that's fine. Like I think people get so like they want to, they're like so worried about having vanilla sex, but vanilla sex is also nice. Like it's okay. Yeah, it like, not everyone Absolutely. has to be sub and dominant or like do crazy stuff or have public sex. No. I had a friend who was like, I can't do that. And I'm like, that's fine. I do what turns me on. What turns me on is like the idea of an anonymous sex or whatever. That's me. That doesn't have to be you. So do what feels right to you. I think sex is like, it's so overexposed, um, pun intended, that you just have to kind of navigate and figure out what works for you. So I think that's my last little note. No, I absolutely love that. And I wholeheartedly agree with you. I mean, that's how I actually learned that I enjoyed butt stuff to begin with. I had read an article on the internet about this will make you have the hardest orgasm you ever heard, right? Or ever had. And I was like, what is this? I started reading and I was like, I got curious. I was like, you know what, dude, I got to fucking try this. Like orgasms are already great. If I can make those better, how the fuck can I do this? Right? So I tried it on my own body. I used my own finger, tried it. And I was like, holy fuck, that was fucking awesome. Like, and your fingers are long, man. Jesus. They are, they are pretty long, (laughs) but I, you know, I tried it on my own body and I was like, yeah, that was fucking amazing. 
Well, Amir, thank you again so, so much for coming on the podcast. Again, I I see us doing this again in the future because you bring wonderful energy here. And I really love the message you preach about self-acceptance, relational acceptance, sexual acceptance. Something you talked about just recently is this idea of having to be or having to have a certain sexual energy. And that's a lot of the stuff I've been coaching on lately is (laughs) figure out your sexual energy and don't vary from that because the right person eventually is going to come along that matches that. And too many people want to upgrade or downgrade to try and match other people's sexual energy. And then at the end of the day, 20 years down the line, 30 years down the line, however long it takes, they're just not happy because their baseline is different than what they've ascribed to in the relationship, right? Agree. So just be yourself. Degenerates, I love you. Amir, thank you so much one more time. Take all this information. And as always, let's get to shagging. Yeah.